Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. When you look around, um, the people around you, you know, don't you think some people are kind of always a little miserable, aren't they? <laughs> some people, right? Some people. It doesn't matter if their circumstances are good or bad. There's always something to complain about. I mean, some of us know what that is like at home, right? But sometimes. But then, there are other people. Their circumstances might be good or bad, but whatever they're going through, there seems to be a smile on their face, and you can sense a deeper happiness. Right? We, we know some people like that. What's the difference between these two types of people? I believe it's gratitude. When there's deep gratitude in someone's life, it doesn't matter too much what's going on in their lives. There seems to be a sense of peace and joy flowing through their life. Today's passage is a story of gratitude from the Samaritan man who was healed from leprosy. Now, lepers were people with various skin diseases. They were seen as contaminated and impure. It was also a punishment for your sins. So physically and spiritually, they were separated from the community. It's why they kept their distance. Nowadays, you know, when we're sick, we'll go to a doctor, right? And a doctor will say, you are now free of your disease. But in that setting, only a priest could declare that someone was clean and ready to reintegrate into the community. And this is why Jesus told the lepers to go and show themselves to the priests. But somehow, you know, on their way there, they saw that they're clean. Yo, I'm clean. What would you do in that situation? If it was me, I probably would have booted it even faster to the priest, right? This was their chance to finally reintegrate into the community and maybe start to live more of a normal life. And this is what all of them did, except one. This is what happened. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself before Jesus' feet and thanked him. Only one turned back to thank Jesus, and a Samaritan at that. So Samaritans back then, they were seen as dirty and impure by the Jews. But he was the only one to come back. I don't know about you, but when we face difficult situations in life, usually we often look ahead, right? We look forward to see how we can escape our present circumstances, right? Our life most often involves looking ahead, and that's why we study so hard, we work so hard, we think about how we can change our personality, think hard about what's best for our kids, and plan diligently for retirement, We are forward-looking people. And so the actions of these other nine lepers was totally understandable, I think. This was finally a chance for them to reintegrate 
and try to live a normal life. They were looking ahead. So what caused this one man to turn back? It came from his gratitude. I mean, he recognized where this healing came from. He recognized the goodness that God had showed him. And so before proceeding and moving onward to the priests, he turned back to Jesus, giving praise to God and thank, giving thanks. An interesting thing here is Jesus equates his gratitude with faith. I mean, this is what he told the man at the end, right? Your faith has made you well. Think about that. It wasn't his healing from the leprosy that made him well, right? nor was it his reintegration into the community that made him well. That hadn't happened yet. He hadn't gone to the priest yet. In other words, it wasn't his improved circumstance that made him well. It was his gratitude that made him well. The word used in the original Greek uh, for, that, for made well is susokin. Right? This word is more literally translated as saved, delivered, or rescued. So his faith had saved him, or had rescued him, or delivered him. And from being made well, Jesus said, get up and go on your way to the priests. Gratitude saves us. It rescues us from despair and hopelessness. Gratitude makes us well. Not our circumstances. And this is the secret that Jesus knew. This story takes place on the way to Jerusalem. Those are the first words of this passage, right? On the way to Jerusalem. In the Gospel of Luke, this journey to Jerusalem represents the life of discipleship. Chapters 9 to 17 is about that journey to Jerusalem, and it's about lessons in discipleship along the way. And so today, we see that an essential ingredient of discipleship is gratitude. And not just that. I think that gratitude is an essential quality of being human. Gratitude, if you think about it, it's a unique characteristic of human beings. For other animal species, there's devotion, there's sacrifice. Have you guys seen the documentaries of sockeye salmon? Enormous sacrifice. And even love. But gratitude, this is something that only human beings really possess. It's a unique gift given to human beings by God. And to be uniquely human is to live with gratitude. And then living a life with gratitude, it does something. Gratitude changes how we see things, and it changes what we see. You can have the exact same set of circumstances, but the one with gratitude will see good things. Your eyes become opened to the goodness in life. Everything on the surface might appear bleak or hopeless, 
But one with gratitude can see goodness pouring out of the cracks. And Reverend Kim said it well in today's inner voice. A thankful heart opens our heart. And into that openness, God pours his blessings into that open heart. When these blessings and goodness comes into our lives, it heals us and makes us well. So, uh, I mean, right now, my uh, two-year-old daughter, Abby, she's at Sick Kids Hospital uh, with Deb right now. So on Friday evening, Deb was working uh, late, so I took my kids to my parents' place. And, you know, they were having a great time running around and all that. And uh, I was just about to leave soon. I changed diaper. Then my parents had turned on the electric fireplace to keep the kids warm. And uh, without thinking, they had removed the grate before. So towards the end of the evening, Abby put her hands on the glass of the fireplace. I mean, I'd never seen her jump like that into my lap before in such excruciating pain. And she was writhing in pain and just crying nonstop. So much pain, and I was helpless to do anything about it. You know, I took her to the hospital that night, and it turns out that she had first and second degree burns on her hands. So, I mean, as a parent, you can understand. Seeing her in such pain, it was so heartbreaking. But I don't know. I, I saw how calm she was throughout the whole process. They had to patch up her whole hands. It took a long time. She's just sitting there like this. I don't know. I was, I was deeply moved. I was so proud of her. You know, the immediate circumstance was heartbreaking and worrisome. But I don't know. I f- was able to feel a deepened bond with her. And it deepened my devotion to my daughter. And I was just thankful for her good spirits and otherwise good health. So in other words, I was able to still see the goodness in life. I mean, I pray that everything goes well. I don't know what's going to happen exactly. They've been waiting, but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm still thankful. Things could have been worse, right? I mean, if there's one thing that's true about life, it's that life is full of challenges and struggles. And this is where Buddhist philosophy has great wisdom. The beginning point for all reflection is to start with the truth that to live is to suffer. That's how you see life as it is. And from there, we reflect. I mean, everyone here, when I think about the congregation, you're all living so, so yarshimi, right? So hard and diligently. Hey, college students, it's so great to see you. We had a great time last night. You're all working so hard and striving so hard. You know, all of you parents, you work so hard for your kids and you worry so much about them and you feel their pain. Just health issues, whatnot. All of you, going through your own challenges, worries, and stresses. I mean, life can be an endless toil in many ways. And this is why sometimes we too need to cry out like the lepers, to Jesus, have mercy on us. Yes. When life gets difficult, our natural desire is to look forward to better circumstances. But our call as human beings is to first 
turn back in gratitude to see the goodness that is overflowing in life as well. How is your life oriented? Do you turn back to offer gratitude? Or do you mainly look forward to better circumstances? See, turning back is a reorientation of our lives. Turning back with gratitude is what repentance truly is. Gratitude is a way of life. It is something we can all do. Right? Like anything else, it requires practice. Gratitude is like a muscle. Right? If you exercise it and work it out, like some of our college guys, they love working out. Right? You work it out, it'll grow stronger. That's why some of these guys are getting jacked, right? They grow stronger. If you don't work it out, it'll shrink and get weaker. Same with gratitude. So since I became ordained, I've tried to wake up early every morning, right? And the first thing I, I do, I try to do is I open up my journal and write down five things that I'm thankful for. Now, some things I'll just list down, you know, that, that, that comes to mind. But others, I'll actually start thinking about it and writing in more detail. And I'll start to see even more things about that that I didn't realize I'm thankful for. Uh, the college interns that uh, worked over the summer, every morning we did an exercise called the daily examine. And a big part of that was reflecting on what am I thankful for from the previous day. This kind of practice trains our eyes and our mind to see the things that are good. And it builds up a heart of gratitude. Gratitude is the way of life for disciples of Christ. It is ingrained in our life as a faith community. And this is why worship is at the very center of Christian life. We turn back from our daily lives, every week, every week, to come and worship. In worship, we give thanks to God. And this worship and thanksgiving become the foundation of our lives. This is the principle of the Sabbath. We rest from daily life. We turn back and offer our thanksgiving and gratitude to God. When we do, we are made well. This is why last year's theme for our church was healing through worship. True worship with gratitude heals us and makes us well. From this foundation of regular worship, we can start to see the source from whom all goodness flows. And from there, we are sent every week to get up and go on our way for another week and to pour out our own blessings onto others. So worship and Sabbath, it's the culmination of our lives, the moment that gives our lives meaning and purpose. And this is why our first calling from God is to worship. Gratitude is our calling, our way of life. As uh, Daniel prayed in his prayer, to this day and age, so much conflict. 
antagonism. People today, I don't know, are so angry, so discontent, so unfulfilled. Because all they see is what's lacking or missing. We need more goodness in this world. We need more grace. When gratitude is our way of life and the foundation of our lives, we will see overflowing goodness and abundance. And our hearts will overflow with goodness and abundance. This is the life of gratitude. This is a good life. This Thanksgiving, let us turn back and reflect on all the goodness in our lives. Who are the people that have carried you? Who has encouraged and strengthened you through difficult times? Turn back and be thankful for them. Let's tell them how thankful we are and how much we appreciate them. What goodness and grace can you see flowing through your own life, even in the midst of difficult circumstances? Give thanks to God for it. Let us be people of overflowing abundance. Let us build this community into a beautiful one where goodness overflows. And let us live beautiful lives built on the foundation of gratitude. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Let us sing.